What's going on, everybody? This is What's the Wave, another quarantine episode. My name is Brandon, and I'm joined by my brothers, Tyler and Nate. How are we doing today? What's up? What's up? What's going on? Quarantine hasn't got y'all crazy yet, huh? Um, I don't know, man. For me, it's starting to. Start. It just makes you tired. For me, it just makes me tired. Other than that, I'm just doing it. I tell you, the days be going by fast. I don't know about y'all, but it yeah. just... Maybe because I wake up I mean, like 11 o'clock, 11.30 every day, but the days just seem like they just gone by extremely fast. And I, I know I don't mind it as, as quicker. We can get through this and get, you know, out of the house as soon as possible. I don't mind anything. But um, but before I go into all the topics, let me start off by saying how what I've been saying for the past two episodes. <clears throat> if you do not have anything important to do, Outside of the house, keep your ass in the house. Don't leave the house if you do not have a good reason to be outside. No parties, no none of that. And if I see if Stay I see anyone the party, I'm, I'm listen. If you post you partying on your Instagram story, I'm going to have to be a narc and I'm going to have to just report you. <laughs> I, I, listen, if if I'm going to hit you where where it hurts the most, and I have to do that. But if you want to be stupid, you're going to win a stupid prize. So that's that but what wasn't a stupid prize we actually got we actually got a good present um over the weekend we got the nfl draft and shockingly i was shocked at how good the nfl draft production actually was and you got people that was saying like hey the the nfl draft quarantine edition is better than the actual spectacle that it actually is I sort of agree with that because it's, it's just, it lacks commercial, it, it lacks all the interviews and all that other nonsense that just drags the draft as long as it does every single season. But I I must say this draft was interesting for most parts just to see who was sliding, who was being taken, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But let me ask y'all, what for y'all is the biggest takeaway from the draft. It doesn't have to be your team. It could be throughout the league. What was your biggest takeaway? As a matter of fact, I want Nate's opinion because a certain stuff that happened <laughs> over the weekend and it kind of yeah, caught me off guard. Man. Like, what do, what do you think about Jalen Hurts being drafted by the Eagles? Let me... Alright, so look, like, right before we had this, uh, you know, right before the draft, we was having a conversation, our last pod, you know what I'm saying? And we was talking about like what our teams were, and I, I was thinking, I'm like, yo, we need a lineman. You know what I'm saying? We need a lineman. That's all I kept saying. And it's so crazy because, yeah, uh, yeah, we we didn't we didn't get what I said we were gonna get, but we got something even crazier. Mm-hmm. And now that I know that uh, Doug Peterson is on the same wave that I'm on, I don't know, man, because I honestly think that that two man. Uh, that two-man QB uh, offense it might actually work out because it worked out the last time we won a Super Bowl. So Jalen Hurts, man, welcome to the team. You know what I'm saying? My guy Jalen Rager, welcome to the team. We got a good wide, uh, wide receiver out of TCU. So, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty excited. I was surprised. I didn't think that he was going to do something like that because we just literally put the franchise um, on on Wentz. So whatever Peterson got up his um, – uh, got up his sleeve. I'm I'm ready to find out. <laughs> so, I found it interesting that mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts may be used as a gadget player, and mm-hmm. you know that might be true. But also, let's address the elephant in the room. 
this draft choice was solely made because the Eagles good and damn well know for as long as they had Carson Wentz, he's not going to play a full 16-game schedule. Mm-hmm. That's what this is about at the end of the day. He's always going to find himself injured. And Jalen Hurts is a guy that you're going to have to take time to develop because can he be an NFL quarterback? Absolutely, he could be an NFL quarterback. Just needs some he time. He needs some time. And who mm-hmm. better to be under than Doug Peterson, who has coached up Nick Carson, Carson Wentz. He's coached up Nick Foles. He had Josh McCown under his system for a time. He has done a lot in his tenure with the Eagles in terms of quarterback. So who better to go to than, yeah. than the Philadelphia Eagles? And and the one thing I really liked over the weekend that the Eagles did, that they addressed their wide receiver position. Jalen Rigger, I believe, was the third best wide receiver in the draft. Well, no, fourth, mm-hmm. fourth best, best no, wide receiver. I, yeah, I was gonna say probably the fourth. Yeah, because you got Judy, you got yeah. Ross, you got Land. They're not. He's not over those guys, but he's very, very close. Mm-hmm. And also, Quez Watkins, who's a six-round pick, and the Bears was had him on the um had him on the draft board, and he's he's a he's a burner, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some time this year because you just never know with Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. But one thing I have to say, I'm gonna let you go, Tyler, but I really, really, really want to talk about this. I'm a Chicago Bears fan, and I am a sports fan, too, that enjoys the agony and anguish of when I see my team do, see my team's rivals do stupid stuff. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure you guys know where I'm headed with this. The Green Bay Packers had one of the most mind-numbingly dumb draft approaches I have ever seen, because here's the deal. Devontae Adams is the only real weapon on the Green Bay Packers. Outside of that, Jimmy Graham left. Jimmy Graham didn't do much, but he was he was something. You had Geronimo Allison. He didn't stay healthy. J- Jake Kumaro is a is a is a preseason hero. He's not someone's gonna make many waves. Equinemius St. Brown didn't play much last season. And what did and what did the Packers do with their first round pick? They draft Aaron Rodgers' successor, mm-hmm. Jordan Love. Now, don't get me wrong, Jordan Love. I think he could be really, really good under the good under the right system. He's with the right coach in Matt Lafleur. But was that the pick to make at that time? Absolutely not. And then what else? You got AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon was a good college running back, but where is he going to be on the depth chart when the season starts? The only offensive weapon that they got in the draft, other than other than Dylan, from one of the prime positions of running back, wide receiver tight, they got one. They got one guy, and I believe his his first name start his first name is Josiah Josiah uh, Deguero. I'm Josiah Deguero. Yeah, and I, there's talk that they're they're gonna switch him to fullback. So what did the Packers do? They've done something that they've been doing since Aaron Rodgers take over this quarterback, and that's not draft a single wide receiver in the first round. Ever since Aaron Rodgers has become the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, they have not drafted one wide receiver in the first round. Now you... Right, and not only wide receivers, not even... No, no skill, skill players, players whatsoever. Yeah, like, they don't have no... Like, I understand, I understand, Um, what's his name, Love... Like he's a good QB, but what are you? What is he gonna do? And you're not getting no real offensive threat. So like you're saying, like you need a wide receiver. And, Why do y'all keep doing that to Aaron Rodgers and, every season? And here's my thing: 
when you look at the Packers last season, yes, they made it to the NFC Championship game, but they were probably the least impressive NFC Championship team we've seen in a long time. They didn't do anything special. Aaron Rodgers wasn't that special. It was mostly relied yeah. on their defense. Mike Penn did a hell of a job with that defense last season. Aaron Rodgers didn't do much. Why? Because he didn't have weapons. It was the same thing with Tom Brady on the Patriots last season. So I don't know what the approach is with with the Packers from the general manager. I think his name is Gundy Curse, whatever the hell his name is. But all I know is I low-key feel like this is um, something that the Packers had a little bit of a rift towards Aaron Rodgers. This is a slight at him because they know Aaron Rodgers is his own person. He is someone who is very, very blunt, and he's very, very um, – how do I say this? He's very, very cerebral, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like they've gotten a little bit tired of his – attitude and they're and I think low key they're trying to spite him. But as a do you team, let me ask you my bad. I don't want to cut you off. No, no, let me no, just no. ask you before I forget. No. Do you feel like they're they don't believe in Aaron Rodgers the same way like the Panthers just like gave up on Cam? Like they cause they, they sort of this is like I feel like it's starting to, to come out this way. Like I, I can see Aaron Rodgers getting frustrated because you have a like a legendary quarterback, but you have no weapons. So it's like, what are you like? What is he supposed to do after a while? You know? Right, right. And I, that's a good, that's a good question. And I don't think that because here's the thing: Aaron Rodgers probably has the most um, pull within the organization since Brett Favre. So he's obviously yeah. going to um, have some things go his way, but at the same time. While he has a lot of pull, he does have a lot of pull because I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers has been banging the table for some weapons to come to Green Bay. It has not happened. So I wonder, is there a disconnect? Is there like a a, a rift between Aaron Rodgers and the front office that this is constantly a thing every single season? Every single season, this is a thing. But like I said, I'm a Bears fan. I'm happy about this. I'm not happy the way uh, how the way to be drafted, but I'm happy that we are not we are a team that did have a bad draft. We had a we had an end draft. We didn't have a bad draft. So, tell them to kick it to you. Um, well, speaking of kicking, I'm gonna go with the Patriots. Oh. <laughs> um, for one, they they drafted a kicker in the fifth round. And out of all of the 10 draft picks, none of them were quarterbacks. So I'll let you know that they're either going to go with, with Jared uh, Stidham or they're going to try to get a veteran quarterback in the uh, free agency or draft. I mean, not draft, trade for him. Let me stop you right there. Let me, just a disclaimer, the Patriots not drafted quarterback was not by design. Because I, from what I heard, they were high on um, oh, yeah? James Morgan, who the Jets had drafted. Oh and yeah, James, I did I'm, hear I'm about sure that. James, I'm sure James Morgan was somebody that they that the, the Jets wanted to only avoid if Sam Darnold gets hurt next year. They do not want to have another Luke Folk um experiment. So just wanted to point right, that out. Right. But yeah, ten draft picks, uh, no quarterback selected, drafted a kicker. So that lets you know that either Belichick believes in Stidham or he's trying to go, he's going to try to go after either Dalton. Or Cam Newton, maybe even Winston in a, a free agency. So we'll see what happens. Now, hopefully, I got a I got a couple questions before we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So do you think do you think the Patriots made a right decision by not doing that, and that they'll find like better options outside of the draft, like you know during trade and things like that? 
Um, I mean, you have to look at the options, right? So, in free agency, there's Cam Newton, who's coming off of injury, but he's still young and productive. Yeah. We have Jameis Winston, who's who's probably the youngest free agent quarterback with the biggest uh, name, but he throws a lot of interceptions. He's kind of erratic with his uh, performance. Yeah. Then you have Andy Dalton, that's a veteran, but he's, what, 33, 34 years old? So, he's not really a long-term um, plan if they decide to go with that. So, I don't know. I feel like maybe he'll try to develop Stidham if he can't get one of those three. But um, I'm not going to doubt Belichick. I think Belichick kind of knows what he's doing. And the fact that he didn't draft the quarterback kind of shows that his mindset isn't to just force a quarterback like to get drafted. If he doesn't really believe in that player, he won't right. force it. Yeah. And that's just their mentality and their mindset. But I also believe that there's also a, a, a ploy here because – if there's one thing that we saw the Patriots do in the draft, they maneuvered a lot. They was dra- they was gaining draft capital, and and I believe that this is something that just in case that their season doesn't go as uh, some people expect, and that's not a very good season with Jared Stidham or Brian Horry being the starting quarterback, they could be in the running for Trevor Lawrence if they if they trade the draft picks and they they. I'm yeah, telling you, I'm you. telling you, that's uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was gonna bring that up right after y'all brought it up. Sorry to cut you up, Brandon. No, it's all good. It's all good. But go ahead, continue, continue. Listen. But um, but yeah, I, I think that there's a lot that goes into why I feel like the Patriots not drafting a quarterback is the right move because at the end of the day, Jared Stenham is a sophomore. He's someone who has been under the system for a year. He's someone who has been under Brady for a year. So mm-hmm. I think in that regard, that also that brings him good. Um, that, 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 it, it, it looks good for him, especially with Brian Hoyer, who was under the Patriots system at one point on the Bill, o, um, not Bill O'Brien, uh, Josh McDaniels. I think that's a good thing, but I'm, Tell you said something. Um, the kicker that they that they uh, drafted, I don't know how to pronounce Bro's last name. That's a long last name. I'm not even <laughs> gonna try and butcher it. I'm not gonna even make it fun of me. I'm not doing it. I believe it's Justin Warhauser. Yeah, I don't even want to pronounce Bro, it. Warhauser. I don't know. But yeah. all I, all I know is, is this: he has a three percent tattoo. Now, I was a little ignorant of, uh, about what a three percent is, so I, I did my research and. And not to bore y'all with the definition of what a three percent is, but it's basically they identify themselves as someone people who support gun, who, who are support guns, probably patriotic citizens who love their country, their freedoms and their liberty. Cool, cool. You can take that for how you want. I take that for a certain way, but I'm gonna get to that. But he has some cockamamie excuse about it, he didn't know what the the meaning of the tattoo stood for. He just got it because it was something that, you know, was just seemed cool to him, I guess. What? So but why would so, that seem cool to you? I, because you can't, hey, yo, you, can't, you can't believe stuff like that. You can't. Nah, I nah, don't nah, believe, nah, I don't nah. buy it for a second. Like, yeah, I don't buy that because at the end of the day, bro, you, you're not going to tell me that you're going to tattoo something on your body. And you don't know what it means. Like, you don't know what it fully means. You're just doing it because it's cool. Well, even yeah, if yeah. it's cool, you feel me? Like, even if it's cool, think about it like this. Why do you think it's cool? Who Who's around you? You know what I'm saying? Look at the people around you. If they think that that's cool, that means that you agree with everything that they stand for. And that's the thing. Context really matters with mm-hmm. with the people. Because people that was, right, that was rallying in Charlottesville, Couple of years ago, they had three percent of tattoo, and and when and, and people say people talk about the circle game, 
remember the circle game. What is the three? What is, there is three um fingers that's being thrown up when they when they're playing the circle game. Remember that. Keep that in mind. And I'm pretty sure that's that's one of the that's one of the symbols for being a three percenter. Now I I bring that up because let me ask y'all a question. Did y'all watch the draft when he got drafted? Um, no, I don't think I've seen. Okay, that's fine. But I'm sure y'all have watched the draft to know enough that a lot of coverage was being made during the draft about black players and their trauma growing up. But there was not a single question about his tattoo until people got a hold of it. That had, and none of the national media had the balls to pick that up. Why was that? Because they they must have some some affinity for trying to make these stories of black trauma look like it's it's just normal. That's what they did. They normalized black trauma all throughout the weekend, and people were saying, "Oh, well, it makes for a good story." They persevered through this, through that. Okay, what what was the point? What was the point of saying, "Oh, this person's father got killed. This person's mother got killed. He he had um, false rape charges." He beat on a woman. Who you know? I'm not gonna say who cares, but at the same time, why is it that everybody that had that had a darker skin complexion had those stories told over the national media airways? You don't. You didn't hear about none of the white players. And let's be real about something. If if y'all want to sit here and say, "Oh, the black players got this kind of press because the white players ain't doing nothing," I find it to be nonsense. Because at the end of the day, they know the right people, and the right people is going to get their names out of the mud. It's, it's, it's that simple. And I think that ESPN deserves an apology to a lot of black people that felt very uncomfortable for telling these stories and making it seem normal that black people would always have to go through this and that, this and that, this and that. And I get it. They probably think like, oh, this is something that they persevered through and we want to tell a good story. Cool. But you kept doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. That's not cool. It's That's not okay. That's not okay. I agree. And then back to the tattoo thing. There's there's no way you could be be that oblivious to it. And if you are, that's just ignorant to get something tattooed on you that you don't even know, you know, what it means or what it could possibly stand for. So and ESPN does, you know, they just they are responsible to give a lot of people Apologies for what they did. Exactly. Because a lot of the stuff that they they put on their platform was kind of like it was over the line, you know. Granted, a lot of the draftees, they, you know, they took it on the chin and they, you know, they were positive about it, but I'm sure behind closed doors they felt the way. Right, exactly. But um, I'm outside of that, I'm impressed with Roger Goodell. He had he handled it very well, even though it seemed like there was a time where he looked extremely, extremely exhausted during like the first day, uh, the second day. He um he persevered yeah. and you know he made fun with it. He actually had the fans, you know, there just for him to get booed. So you know, in in that regard, I have to give him props for it. I really, really do. And um, um, I was, yeah. and but outside of that, you know, I I like to include, you know. Y'all thoughts, and um, I think Nick's having technical difficulties. He'll be back with us um in a minute, but I want to touch base with you because I asked Nate about the uh, the Eagles 
and their and their draft mm-hmm. picks. What do you feel about the Jets draft picks? Um, I like it. I like the draft picks. I think we should have did a little bit more on the offensive side. Um, I like Beckton. I like. I like some of the picks that we chose. I just think we needed to bolster that wide receiver court. Um, before the draft, I was real high on either Jerry Judy or uh, T. Higgins. I like those uh, wide receivers. Considering that we don't really have a good wide receiver court, we have Perriman, and that's about yeah, it. Yeah. But overall, I like our draft pick. Now, I was looking at Becton's um, tapes when he got drafted. I, I mean, mm-hmm. this kid is an absolute freak of an athlete. Like, that's a yeah. big man for the stuff that he does. I mean, he was just mauling these cats in the ACC. And I and, and listen, you want a draft pick that's going to be linked to Sam Darnold and whatnot, I get it. But I will, I will right. say this. I was disappointed with the Jets in the regard that they did not take Jerry Judy. And in, in my opinion, there's, there's, there were like three, four, maybe three. Can't miss prospects in terms of wide receivers. C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy. Now, you could have went – well, it, at that time, it was between whether it was going to get um, C.D. or Jerry Judy. I think Jerry Judy was the obvious pick. And at the end of the day, you need to help out your quarterback that seemingly hasn't had help. You lost your top receiver, mm-hmm. and now you're, you're relying on Rashad Perriman to be – your number one receiver. That cannot be the case. And and there's there's no no way in in hell that Denzel Mims is going to develop into a a number one receiver within one year. So they have a lot to, you know, sort out with that because it's – I think they did – I don't think they did a bad job uh, drafting, but some tweaks in there could have – Yeah, a lot of tweaks, honestly. Um, I definitely wanted to to bring up one more point when you were talking about the normalizing of um, like the black athletes who got drafted. Um, I mm-hmm. I don't even think that normalizing is even the word. I just feel like it was. It's. I feel like it's just becoming like they're so money hungry that they want to put a story behind somebody that went through trauma because that's worked for the past years and that's because people have actually gone through things. Mm-hmm. I went. I was watching the draft and to see some of the some of the like bullet points of that person's life and where they came from. And you can see it from when it's, you know, a fair tone skin tone and a darker skin tone. I saw somebody, they put, I forgot who, who it was, but they put that his mother was a drug addict for 15 years. And I'm just sitting there. Yeah. I'm, that was, that I'm was sitting there like, why so I'm like, why would you even, yeah. Like, what does that have to do with yeah, my like, stats? What does that matter? have to do with my, 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 you know, play? I'm sure he had a whole bunch exactly. of athletes they could have put in. Yeah, and hundred percent about family or my mom. Mm-hmm. Why did why didn't why did you have to say that? You know what I'm saying? Like even when like uh, Dwayne Wade's mom, like you know everybody knows his story. Like he's not gonna go out. He's not. He wouldn't want that on his draft night. Why would he want that? Like why would you do that to somebody? You know what I'm saying? Like just, just think about how would you want to be presented and your family be presented, whether it was good or bad, and it's on your special day. You would want somebody mm-hmm. to disrespect your family in front of the entire world. Come on, NFL draft. Y'all need to get that together. That's the only. They they did a lot better being quarantined, but the one thing they need need to fix is to stop that. Like, if we're gonna talk about sports, let's talk about sports. Yeah. How? how yeah. How you how you present 
these players, it really, really matters. It really matters. And at the end of the day, a lot of these mm-hmm. athletes are not going to care because they're getting paid. They're getting paid, and that's, they're just like, okay, whatever. But in my opinion, mm-hmm. the romanticizing, the normalization of, of black trauma should not be put on a national platform like ESPN, ABC, NFL Network. You want to know why? Because a lot of because a good a good majority of your league mm-hmm. are black. Don't 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 set an example that you just really don't give a crap about their like they 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 want to seem like they care about their plight, but they want to make it seem like it's you know it's just normal within like the upbringing of black yeah. athletes, and that needs to stop. And because because I'm I'm telling right. you over the weekend that's all a lot of these people I'm not gonna say which de- which demographic but a lot of these people they was like oh wow like you're always involved in something they're always involved in something and that should not be the case because that's not that's not always the case we can make it we can make a case but everybody's going through something but who was the main who's the main ones who's being pinpointed us like come on now but. On a lighter note, I would want to say, deviating from this, listen, if you know the cameras are on you, <laughs> don't try to take someone's phone. Don't try to hog, don't try to hog up on someone's <laughs> son. Listen, the girlfriend, you, you're there. You, if y'all marry, I got kids, cool. Y'all got moments to have with one another. But guess who was the one person or the two people who that was, who was there from the jump and 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 built this, built their person up to be a, a NFL football player. Mom and dad, let them have their moment. Don't don't hog up and take all the spotlight away from the kid or 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 or, or the parents. Yeah, my boy C D Ah Lamb, that's his name. Ah ah I need that. Yo, he snatched his phone. When I tell you uh-huh. I ain't never laugh. Yo, and yeah, he shook his head. He said, no, no, we're not doing that. We're not no, doing that. Camera, that was so like, crazy. I, I, exactly. I would never expect her to do something like that on TV. Like, bro, come on. You know you're on TV. You're going to take my phone right now. You feel me? Like, you're going to really start that argument right now. That's what you want? Hey, maybe, maybe that was um, Trey Young's issue because apparently well, that was, that was Trey Young's ex. And I don't know why. Uh, listen, I, I don't yeah, know how yeah. you played that out, Yikes. but you know that that looks very, very bitter on his part. But I mean, it does make sense. They both are yeah. homeless. It does make sense, but but um, she might not make she it. She might not make it to train camp. The way mom's just looking at her, I don't know. For they, they like he like oh no, yeah, that mama little, knows something. Mama knew something. <laughs> mama knew. Mama knew something because listen. That don't just happen, and she just she just like oh oh boy, and just look away. Mm-hmm. Or she it was either that would be like boy, you know you don't care, but stop that nonsense. <laughs> right. But that was some of the good moments from the from the draft. But um, I must say, like on top of the draft, we had a crazy weekend with sports, low key. Well, hockey actually, because last night the last dance came on. Last dance. Episodes three and four highlight the Pistons, highlighted Jordan's struggles and him nearly getting killed. The walk off with Isaiah Thomas and Bill Lambeer and the rest of the Pistons when the Bulls finally conquered them. And then the mm-hmm. elephant in the room. Uh-huh. Now, do you know how good you gotta be to tell your coach and the best player on the team? Hey, I gotta go. I gotta <laughs> let me go. Let me go to. Let me go to Vegas. 
Midway through a championship what? season, I I need a little. I need a break. Vegas. Well, where you want to go, Dennis? I'm gonna go to Vegas. Vegas. Oh, you want to go? Said, to, yo, he said, yo. Of all okay. places, not to not to no resort, Jordan, not like, to the Himalayas. If you, you send him on vacation, Vegas? we're never gonna see him. And if you send him to Vegas, he, we never gonna see him. Yeah, coming back. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is funny because I actually wanted to act. I wanted to act y'all because <laughs> there was a theory that yeah, I, well, Jordan said it himself that he went to Vegas to go get Rodman. Now, do you believe it was all business or Jordan got his little ensign when he was down there? I'm sure. I'm sure. Yo, Jordan, y'all ever see Jordan <laughs> with red eyes and like every like picture? Like every picture, bro. Every picture. Like I don't every know what picture. he was doing back in the day, but I don't know. They was in the fact his red, his eyes don't even just be like pink. Like they be bloodshot red. Like I don't know what he doing, but he need to pass it to me <laughs> because because I don't know. Oh, I don't know what he doing. <laughs> I don't think he went to the best turn of your eyes like that. He might have to leave out He was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was on. <laughs> nah, Dion. Watch your mouth hey, about hey, this Dion stuff. I'm not going to keep saying listen, in, in all fairness, I'm pretty sure Dion Wade, his eyes wasn't actually, like, red. I'm sure hey, he man. was just wondering. Just know that they ain't testing after, uh, yeah. after this quarantine, so the pack is good. You know what I'm saying? He don't got worried right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, man. If you want some uni, if you want some unicorns, I'm I'm doing. Oh, I'm Y'all saw the tweet. Oh my bad. Y'all saw the tweet that Stephen A. said. He was like, um, he was like, uh, something about like I don't care what y'all do about uh, like what y'all doing right now in y'all spare time during quarantine. Cause somebody was talking about stay off the weed. <laughs> and 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 he was like, yeah, he was like, he was like, I can't even like blame this, him right like now. That. He was like, I can't blame mm-hmm. nobody for what they do in a time like this. Mm-hmm. Hey, you, mm-hmm. you, you, you made, made That's what I was about to do. Him and Shannon Sharp. Uh, uh, don't forget, yeah. don't forget Dion is with the Lakers now. So y'all keep talking about this listen, Dion track. Keep it up. I mean, I understand that. For all we know, Dion might be getting that Dion pet hey, from LeBron, Bronny. all we know. You saw Bronny coming. Listen, <laughs> we saw how Bronny. What you talking about? Leave, oh no, no, no! Leave that goat alone. Bronny about to take off, so about. you know what I'm, I'm saying. When LeBron take that retirement, that boy going crazy. <laughs> he he gonna he gonna he gonna be on IG Live yep. with, with six balls and one every. Oh him, yeah, him and D and D Wade. <laughs> D Wade, you know what D Wade said about uh four twenty? He was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like. <laughs> So that lets you know. Oh, I mean, they, 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 they got something <laughs> they be going on. For real, but yeah. yeah. They be buzzing for more re- They be, bu- they be buzzing for more oh, reasons. Oh, God. Nah, nah. All right, look. Back on topic. Back on topic. Back on topic. <laughs> How do we diverge this far from the dog? <laughs> How do we get to this? <laughs> Yo. Hey, look. Hey, look. Yeah, Whatever's Vegas Vegas, to Vegas, we got to God keep knows what. All right, let's go. <laughs> but, but all right, all right, back to the topic oh, at hand. Listen. That is Rodman. I, there were some people who said he's not an interesting character, but if you want to talk about someone who blurred the lines with with sexuality, I know Prince did it before him, but he was the one of the main athletes. 
And and mm-hmm. let's be real about something. In the NBA and just professional sports in general, there was a slew of homophobia. And just for the fact that bro was paying his 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 fingernails, he was dressing up, he was in a wedding dress, he wore very um flamboyant clothing with the hair and all this other stuff. I mean, it's we may talk about Jordan how like interesting he was. Dennis Robin might be one of the most, probably the most interesting guy on the Bulls at that time. Other than Phil Jackson trying to ask him <laughs> when he was a player, because that was yeah, something I didn't, I didn't expect that. But Dennis Rodman. He looked like he was a hippie. I'm not going to lie to y'all. He looked he had, like he, he was had a like curly a hippie. fro with a mustache. <laughs> he sort of suspended I mean, come on. Yo. The writing was on the wall. And he used to ride a. He, I seen the picture of him riding a bike he around. Definitely he definitely was. He definitely was a free spirit. And, and you know, and you know what? That's probably what bothered Cross because Cross was a cross conservative. Jackson, far from conservative. There's obviously a. Um, mm-hmm. a rip between the two because of that. Because he Cross had to tell right. Jackson how to dress when he came into interview. So. Mm-hmm. I already knew there was a, there already knew there was a disconnect there, but there's one thing that that I saw that I was like, Ooh, maybe that's maybe that's kind of the reason what was going on. And um, y'all saw Cross dancing on the plane when after the first championship with the Bulls, yeah. like that, like I like I look at them like you know what, maybe that's why he did not fit in. They saw stuff like that. Yes, <laughs> go sit down somewhere, and and it was it was cringe to say the least. I'm just like my God. Like, I see why. I, I absolutely see why. But also, yeah. going back and saying on the topic of Kraus, I think it's it's completely sad how after the All-Star break, they go to Utah and they reiterate that Phil Jackson's not coming back after, after this season. And then that right. creates the rumblings. Hey, what's Jordan going to do? Jordan said he would not play for uh, under another coach that's that's um, not Phil Jackson. So I'm just wondering why? Why with the timing of that? Why? Like I don't understand that. Um, I think it was part in Cross's ego, and then also with Jordan just trying to maybe force his hand. Like, look, I'm not coming back. If Phil's not here, I'm not staying here. And I guess in a way, that's kind of him. Making it be known and trying to put pressure on Kraus, and then Kraus firing back with his ego. So you do you think you think y'all think Jordan Rose is handling it? But like, be honest. I don't um, hear. Don't be biased. No, Kraus is wrong for even bringing that up I in think the media. Both wrong. That's something that you keep. They're both wrong, but Krause, yeah, I feel like if it wasn't you keep within the organization. Because then you create this animosity and you create this awkwardness. And, and if, and if he didn't do that, feed off of that, if he didn't so do that in the that's media, that I don't feel like Jordan reacted the way he did. Right. And, and why in the midst of, like, first of all, you're going to Utah, who at that point was probably the best team in the West at that point. I don't know the standings, mm-hmm. but they was probably the best team in the West. Why would you create a stir yeah. at that time? You thought it was the right time? To, to reiterate Phil Jackson's future, what purpose did that serve? None. I mean, they ended up losing the game. So what purpose did that serve? You've got the media on Jordan's back, and Lord knows Jordan was so sick and tired of hearing, are you coming back? Are you coming back? What do you think about Jackson staying? Mm-hmm. Or what do you think about Jackson leaving? No one wants to deal with that. They only dealt with the Scottie Pippen stuff before um, when the season started. 
like why bring up certain things at certain times? That the 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 it should be a clear view of winning. If it, if it's not about the who is in front of the Bulls getting to another championship, who gives a damn? But Cross didn't see it that way because he like he had to put his foot down. Like, listen, you're still going. And I just want you to remind yeah. I want to remind you that you're still going. What was the purpose of that? Mm-hmm. It probably goes back to the whole short man complex thing, but he wants to val- he wants to show that yeah, they're the players and they do their job, but I'm the the engine behind it. So that's how we felt. He's the engine behind all of this. He put Phil in his spot. He drafted Scotty. He's making the moves. So he kind of wants to, you know. That, that's stupid. Like, that doesn't make no I, sense. I, I, like, you're ruining a team. <laughs> like, right. And in the midst, in the midst of them being successful, not like they're on the down, they're on the downhill or they're struggling. They're in the midst of three peaks. I, I feel like at that point he just started getting greedy. Like he just was like, all right, well now that we're winning and organizations win championships. He's like, I'm going to prove that, you know? And I feel like he wanted to be like, well, Jordan, you may still be the the best player, but at the end of the Mm -hmm. day, I'm the reason why you on this team. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it was just more of an ego thing. And at the end of the day, like, bro, yeah, players have to stay. And I'm not going to say players have to stay in a player's place, but there's also, there's always going to be a respect level from a, a player to a coach and a GM. But at the end of the day, like, if right. you got the best player, not on the team, not not on not in the league, but in the world, and that nobody's ever seen before, nothing like it, you should actually listen to what he's actually saying. And don't disrespect him, you know what I'm saying, on, on in, in public. You don't see nobody doing that to LeBron, and if they do do it to LeBron, you already know what's happening. So you're getting traded. <laughs> Dan, Dan, yeah, Dan Gilbert exactly. learned his lesson so, the first time. Exactly. Right. You don't, you, don't, you don't do that because at the end of the day, the head coach might be the guy that they listen to and they ran, they run his plays, but at the same time, a leader that's running with them, shooting with them, playing defense with them, is always the person they're going to gravitate towards the most at the end of the day, period. And that's – and obviously there's some um, – there's – you know, some things with that that's skewed, but at, for the most part, they're going to look to the players more than the actual front office people. Now, I want to get your opinion on Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan's feud. Now, do you feel like it was disrespectful for the Pistons to walk off before the, the uh, buzzer rang? Of course. Is it? It shows lack of sportsmanship, and the way is kind of a very respect, but it just shows that you know they have a lack of respect. They can't even shake your hand when it was vice versa. And Jordan lost. He did an interview right after. He shook the hand. He showed mm-hmm. sportsmanship, and he showed okay, you were the better team, you won. But then when it's their turn to lose, they just walk off. And I think Horace Grant said it best. I'm not gonna say what he said verbatim, but he summed it up with how they acted. Now. I want to point out, I, I just want to add this in. You know how good you got to be that you're the losing team and the the media yep. still wants to interview you afterwards? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, goodness. That's, that's I mean, rare. goodness, boy. What I like Isaiah Thomas, I think he's a good guy, but his explanation was so ridiculous. He. he yeah, I think what did he, he blamed it on? He, Lambie, he blamed it on Lambie. It was his idea, 
and and said that if um, things would have been different, like not like now, it would have been different. Yeah, but Jordan's so right through that <laughs> nonsense. It was it like, like like mm-hmm. like come on, man. Like who are you fooling with? That? I think he just wanted Shows to keep his, his, his like good guy. Not image. everyone else. Isaiah. Well, he kind of, he came up look like kind of a kind of a douche in this situation because, like, you literally you you you're lying. You're, you're I, so I feel like I understand lying. like like mm-hmm. the bad boy image. You know what I'm saying? They they wanted to remain that. They wanted to you know stick to their their truths, and they they was mad. They ain't like you know losing. But at the end of the day, you have to show like sportsmanship. Like when just like Talo said, when the Bulls lost, they didn't walk off like that. They showed you respect and shook your hand. So, and they must have mm-hmm. felt like because the, the Celtics did it to them, that it had been cool mm-hmm. that they did it to the Bulls. But obviously, when when the Celtics did it, it was it was still out of respect because Kevin McHale is one of the only dudes who walked over and talked to Isaiah Thomas and talked to I, I think it was I, I want to say it was Dantley. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure. He talked to them, and they gave him a, they gave him a handshake, they embraced, they walked off. That was that. There was no beef with them after that because there was obviously respect. The Bulls and Pistons don't like each other. I'm pretty sure there's plays on both sides who don't like each other till this day. Why? Because they gave no explanation. No mm-hmm. one shook hands. No one talked to them. Like, of course, who's not going to be upset over that? It's it, like it's a, it, like sportsmanship is it, like it's just a part of it. You just you just show respect. Don't be don't be a soul loser. Don't be someone who's just gonna pout and mope around because you lost. You lost. You had two. You had back to back championships. They're like I understand a three peat is wonderful. It's cool, but not everyone gets to do it. You lost to the better team. Just like look how Magic Johnson handled losing losing Michael Jordan and Johnson literally coming. To meet Michael Jordan, to mm-hmm. embrace him, that's how it's done. That's how it's done. But before. So, how no, do you. No, go, 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 oh, go, go. sorry. I was going to get your take on um, how do you guys feel about what Isaiah said about if it wasn't for the Pistons, that Jordan wouldn't have been, you know, that dynasty wouldn't have been what it was. Do you think that even without no. the Pistons, nah. Jordan would have still been the player nah, that he I was in that so. dynasty? I think, I think with, with, the, with no? the Pistons doing that and him having the feud with uh, the bad boys and everything like that, I think that's – even Jordan said it himself. He, he went into training camp mm-hmm. after that season. After they bullied him and beat on him, he got stronger. You know what I'm saying? And he came back a different breed. And I think that's exactly mm-hmm. what made Jordan Jordan. I can't. I I can't disagree with that. I I can't disagree with that mm-hmm. at all. And you know, there's always yep. there's always precursors. What what would Tom Brady be? Yeah, what would what would Kobe be without you know that that what, 08 finals? What, mm-hmm. what would Kobe be without Shaq? Would Kobe would Kobe bounce back after winning after losing the finals to the Celtics? Would would Aaron Rodgers be as good if if he got drafted by the the Forty Niners and didn't and even better if he would have to sit behind Brett Favre? There's a lot of precursors to a lot of things, and I think that was the most perfect precursor of them all because if you motivate a man enough to get into the gym, that yeah, listen, you did your job. Now, granted, you know it did cost you, but that was your own doing. You said. Do not if if you could get him on the ground, you could rub yep. him up. That's what they said. Right. If you get him in the air, then it's then you're done. But they got him on the ground, 
and they, they kept them on ground and they beat them up because yep. of them. They and, created that and now, now, you know, <laughs> look what happened. <laughs> you got a monster. <laughs> the, man, the, man, the man became the, well, he obviously became the GOAT because obviously, you know, that was his first championship, but that was the precursor to his GOAT status. But, um, I had something in mind. I totally forgot. But, um, yeah, man, the Pistons, I'm surprised a lot of people didn't know about the Pistons walk uh, That's why I'm thinking that a lot of people did not watch the Bad Boys documentary. And if you haven't, mm-hmm. it's the perfect time to watch it. You're in quarantine, it's the perfect time to watch the Bad Boys documentary. I want to ask y'all a Excellent. question before we move on to this next topic. Two questions, actually. Y'all seen, because um, you just mentioned the mm-hmm. Bad Boys documentary. Y'all seen the, the, the report that Kobe was actually you know, planning on doing the same thing. Yeah, so how do y'all think that, mm-hmm. what do y'all think is going to happen with that? Y'all think Vanessa, mm-hmm. you know, Vanessa Bryant's going to finish it, things like that? Or... He was already, I think, planning, but I think, I don't know if they started, so you don't know what's really going to happen with that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, if if they finish the filming process and they Hopefully. just got it like edited and everything, I say I think and she would. My second, um, my second question was, yeah, which I'd be excited. Let to me see ask it. y'all this: Whose legacy do y'all think was a little bit better? The like terms of like you know eras, like the Jordan mm-hmm. era, uh, the, the the Lakers era, like for the 2000s when Kobe was here. Uh, you could talk about the the Celtics era with Larry Bird or the Bad Boys era. You know anything? Like, who do you think had the best dynasty? Well, I, and I, well, I I'm not. Good. But wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm gonna well, cut you off. I, I'm not talking about uh, sports. I'm talking about like they took over the world. Like they took over like you know uh, the blogs. Like I know how y'all seen Dennis Rodman was with uh, Tony Braxton, uh, Madonna. Like you know what I'm saying? Like people who. Mm-hmm. Goat status. Sidebar. Let's just talk about the the type of the type of things uh-huh. that Robin had going on. He had uh-huh. Carmen Prime, Electra, nineties Tony Braxton, special. That's special. I don't. Yeah, be, that's a little side note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't know Robin yeah. had it like that. I'm gonna keep it honest. Bro, he out here bro, wearing dresses and makeup. I know he can pull up. Man, I've ever like. He gonna keep it all the way. <laughs> but yeah. Uh-huh. Who y'all? Who y'all think? Oh, no. Who y'all think? Talking about the, the dresses, best, like, I guess. Dope era. Like who holds? Who held it down the best? I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna say the Bulls held down their mm-hmm. era because they just had so many characters. Like with, but Krause, Krause was a bad guy in in yeah, Space Jam. But we didn't even know about it. Yeah, Michael Jordan, who was a global mm-hmm. superstar. And you had Scottie Pippen, who was just—he was a quiet, reserved guy, and he just played it. He just played his game, and he yeah, had that, word, that was Man, crazy. Yeah, Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. Phil Jackson, who his us his ascent was pretty cool. He's just a, just a cool cool person. He's a very very cool person, and you know, I I grew up on the three P Lakers, but they didn't really capture the heart. Like nah, the yeah, they did. did. I think I think the who you think came second. I think the closest people that came second in like a term of like that was they didn't win a championship though, so I, they're not really a dynasty. But you know who played hard? Um, what's this? What what year is this? The the Clippers 
with Blake Griffin. Uh, what's it called? No, no, not, not, not. Wait, 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 wait. Nate, no, 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 yeah, I'm not talking about even like uh, like characters. I was I was meaning like like the dynasty that went through like a lot, you know what I'm saying? But still was showing out at the top of their game. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't have to win a championship. Cause cause I'm I'm talking about I'm talking about when Chris Paul you know who I'm talking about. The 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 what's it what did they call him? The Lob City, yeah. Like the Lob City. when they, they was Lob already, City? Like, you know what I'm saying? It was so much going on, like the whole Blake Griffin scandal. Like it was just like uh the Donald Sterling scandal. It was so much going on, bro. Like I just feel like, you know, but they were still at the top of the game. Not that not that they were like the best in the league, but they were still lit. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go, Tyler. I don't think I understand it, but go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> wait, wait, uh, no, no, wait. The Miami Heat with Wade, Bosch, and LeBron existed. Remember? Yeah, but you had three Pete Lakers. You had you had Shaq, Kobe, Gary. Wait, and wait, Carl wait, Malone wait. But what Lakers. did what did Miami have to do with, with like? They didn't do nothing, like. What you mean they didn't do nothing? They they Who? dominated the headlines. They dominated about three, the headlines about sports, though. I'm not talking about, bro. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about they had. I'm talking about. I'm talking about they have what, internal what, what, like, problems, right? But you couldn't tell at the moment because it was like they were still playing at like the top of their game. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember when the whole? Yeah, what were you about to say? Okay. Okay, with with your point. You yeah, them too. To the oh yeah, yeah. Even better. Look, there you go. They could be better. They're better than they're, they're way more ahead of the Clippers, especially with all the stuff. Yeah, we're now actually, about yeah, Clippers. I mean, the, uh, the Warriors would come second now. I was trying to think of a team that didn't win. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't trying to be like thinking of like you know the the Lakers or like the Bulls. I wanted to talk about a team that didn't win but came close. You know, that just was going through a lot. Well. Well, well, yeah, I, I guess, but I mean, the clip—I don't think the Clippers fall into that category. They just, you know, they—they they were just overshadowed by too many good teams in the West. You had the can't, yeah, OKC. You had, you had the Lakers at one point, Dallas, yeah. Golden State, and eventually Houston. It was just—they had a lot against them. All right, well, yeah, yeah. right. But, but um, now, we, but enough about the last dance. I love enough about stuff like that. This is basketball. Is sort of sort of coming back now. Initially, Adam Silver had noted that it May first can be the day where the teams can slowly get back to practice facilities, but it's been pushed back to May eighth because the Hawks are not comfortable with getting players back into facilities. Now, I'm pretty sure this is going to become a trend throughout sports in general. That regardless of America slowly but surely opening it, opening back up. That the Hawks are pushing back, and I'm pretty sure there will be teams that will be pushing back on getting back so soon. Now, is this good? A good thing for basketball? Do we have a team resisting, or is it bad? Or is it is it bad that there's a team resisting, or is it good that we are slowly getting to a point where we can place back in facility? <clears throat> Yeah, so, first. Oh, yeah, first. okay. Um, I think it's a good thing because uh, it's showing you that we're getting closer to 
and basketball being played again and maybe even the playoffs. Um, I do think that you really can't open up all the facilities. I mean, you can't open up certain facilities because then that gives teams certain advantages. You should wait until everybody's able to practice or even, like, have it to where teams can practice with each other or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a positive note. Um, maybe we'll have a playoff this year. And I had this idea that maybe, like, we we have the playoffs and we have all of the stuff this season, and then next season we push – we either shorten that season or we push it further up. So, like, maybe, like, a 50-game season next year or something like that, and we start maybe in January. Something so, like that might work, but I think it's a good sign. You know, sports is on the way. Facts. I think um, – like, I'm, I'm going to piggyback off what you just said. Um, I think that the NBA is going to do something different because what I have noticed about Adam Silver is that he's a smart man and that David Stern uh, did a really good job with, you know, like putting in a good word with Adam Silver and like putting him like under his wing because he taught him the right things to do. I think he's going to do something different and do something like uh, open up the facilities. I don't think he should do it immediately. Maybe he should put it. Uh, push it back to maybe around like the middle of May or like just mm-hmm. to see where things go because if teams are resisting you know that means players aren't comfortable and you want your players to be comfortable mm-hmm. so what I think he's going to do is push everything back they may have a finals hopefully we do and then what I think they are going to do is change the season and make it uh, <coughs> make it a shorter season and that's because that's what the players wanted to do regardless so I think he may uh, make the season push back longer. Like, we'd have to wait. Like, it'll start later on in the year. And then, um, like, it'll just be less games. And it'll be that from uh, moving forward. I don't think he'll set back and do the same thing. I think he will actually try to improve during this uh, this quarantine. Now, I was thinking the other day, and I forgot what season it was. I believe it was the 2011-2012 season. Mm-hmm. Where <clears throat> we had um, the lockout, the lockout season, and the and the season started on Christmas Day, right? And the season still turned out to be good, regardless. So I believe that they should take that approach because obviously the the season is going to be minimized, the season is going to be shortened, and you need to have a draft, you need to have free agency, all that good stuff mm-hmm. and whatnot. So the logical thing is to see. Have have a good enough timeline because the the all season is supposed to start in June, and if you're gonna start in May, you have to start from the regular season and try to make your way into the um into um the playoffs. And who knows how long that's gonna take? The season may end in July, and then you have to rush and try to get to free agency and the draft, and it, it's it's a hassle. So. They had to really, really, really like zero in on a plan to push the season and shorten next season. I don't think you have a choice but to shorten next season. Word. Word. And I think I think um what they had what they could do, I had a good idea was maybe they could still do the finals. But where were they you know, like where would they even like start off with the finals? That's a good question. Like, cause at that point, is it still fair to just pick the standings right now, like, would that be fair to everybody? Or they just have to cut it and pick the best four teams to go from there? See, that's, that's the thing, because with the how the schedule is, 
and how the playoffs go with the two three two format. You need to have a day off in between of the games. So it's gonna be a little weird because you obviously need the players to have breaks between the game. And that's obviously gonna slow the schedule up because you're having sixteen teams compete for um a championship and the schedule's gonna get crazy at one point. So Do you think do you think if they rush the finals they make it games out of five instead of seven? I I think that would be a possibility. I think it would be a possibility. And would I hate it? Absolutely not. Because I think at this point, we need to be very, very um, – we have to be mindful. Because same thing with baseball. If you're going to have games in, I believe it's Arizona, Miami, and I forgot the other location, take it. Because at the end of the day – we are sports deprived. We've been sports deprived for over a month now. It's gonna it's gonna reach into two months at this at this rate. So with with whatever plan they come up with, we got we gotta just take it for what it is. If it's five, it's a five game NBA finals, screw it. We are getting a champion this year. This year's not gonna have an asterisk next to it. Fair point. Because that's the last thing we we want to see, and that's a, a year where champions aren't crowned. And it is, it'll probably happen for basketball, but you don't want a situation with baseball in 1994 when the strike was the reason why there is no champion for that particular season. We don't want that. We don't ever want to see that again. I can only imagine being around at that time and expecting the baseball season to end and your team being in contention, and boom, the season ends. That, that's, a, that's a crappy feeling. So... I hope that they come through with a solution, any solution that is good for the players. I am cool with it. So do you think, so would you still be opposed to having games without fans? Yes. Because that seems like that's what's going to happen. Even if if the season does start back up, we're still going to have games without the crowd being there. I think you don't have a choice at this point for the fact that even if, they open America back up. You're going to have people mm-hmm. who's not going to go going back to their jobs. They're not going to want to go to the supermarket still or go inside to pick up their food or whatnot. And I'm sure as hell positive that there, there's fans who's not going to want to come back into stadiums where there's thousands and thousands of people and you got to sit next to somebody. So the best best thing to do here is to not allow fans to come in Maybe for the whole, maybe for the rest of the year. Maybe, maybe. All depends on how this thing is progressing. But if there's a scenario where there is no fans for the rest of the year, I wouldn't be surprised. And if that's what it takes to get some sports back, I'm comfortable watching. With, I'm comfortable watching sports on my couch. I'm fine with that. You wonder yeah. why? Because we got sports back, and we need to be grateful yeah. for that. And everybody's safe. Everyone, exactly. That's the biggest point of them all. True. Even though it's going to make playoff basketball a little lackluster. Oh, I, I think I think 100%. better. I think better? better. There's no distraction. Think about think about mm. players being. But, nah, think about it. I understand that the crowd does play a lot of good, you know, factors in, in sports. But think about players actually being locked in into the full potential, like no distractions. The performance might be better, yeah, but the atmosphere and just the the environment is going to be, you know, it's going to be lacking one hundred percent. Yeah. True, but I think I think they'll probably they they'll fill that void somehow. I think they'll have some like um 
some like films from like uh like people can do like webcams. Like they'll probably like, oh, let's webcams with fans, and they'll probably you know do something like that, like with kids and like crowd screaming, you know, some something like that. They always figure something out. I think they'll figure something out for that. Well, I I hope that is the case because. It's just certain things. It just wouldn't be the same. Like if if there was March Madness without fans, that would have been really really weird because they the fans make March March Madness. Yeah, that would be trash. And, and, and yeah, the brackets oh, and everything. Like I oof, boy, that's that I surely missed that. Oh my goodness, I missed it. But um, but at the end of the day, I think we're at the point where we just need to be very very grateful that progress is being made and not even just in the sports world like the, the cases are going down people like keep that in mind mm-hmm. cases are going down that does not mean you get to leave your house and go party and be with your friends right but especially florida people like, don't, florida don't, people. don't even get me started you're starting to take me off yeah i need to stay okay. in the house the longest yeah exactly y'all, don't y'all, come y'all, out y'all, even y'all, when they, even when they say you could come out don't come out Stay in, stay in the house. Like, I, Yo, I, Brady, I see Brady out here bugging in Tampa Bay. Why is he? Yeah, go, go on is. over, go on go over here. Houses. Shoplifting, breaking in people's houses. <laughs> He's such a bad guy. I mean, I mean, God. You happen when you get away from Belichick, yeah. you just bug out. Yeah, he's like, I, you know, you got, you got, you got to watch out for him. He like, he like one of right. those, he like one of those kids that like went to college that like was stuck under their parents' roof and started just got freedom for the first time and started wilding. Right. <laughs> yeah, wild man. He lose that structure. He just, yeah, he, he just started bugging. Hey man, he, hey, man, breaking he into people's houses. He went to Michigan. I don't know what goes on over there, but I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not Arizona State, but I'm sure that. There's some things that went down over there. Right. It's Tom Brady. He, he was a quarterback for Michigan at, in the 90s. So, I mean, he already got the meal ticket right there. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of Tom Brady, so I'm going to dive into something that we've, we're doing different. Now, today we are not doing my favorite segment, What's On Your Mind. And, and instead, we're going to change it up a bit. So, for some time, we have been planning to get our very loyal viewers involved with the show. That's something we've been wanting to do since its inception. Now, with that being said, we have taken liberties. We have talked in our group chat, and we decided, hey, let's post, you know, polls on our week uh, on on our page every week. Have have our our Instagram followers vote on it, and then we expand upon it. Now. For this week, we said, who should be the Super Bowl favorite? Should it be a Buccaneers or the defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs? And thanks to my seven followers who voted, I, pre- I appreciate y'all. <laughs> what do. Um, that we had a 21 to, no, 29 to 71 in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. And... I want to know from y'all, since we care about y'all, we're not going to leave you hanging and just not talk about how we feel about how y'all feel. So what do y'all think? Do y'all think who, who should be the Super Bowl favorites out of those two? Or, or if you have another option. Or add us on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, by the way, my Instagram, underscore BTC5. And Twitter, Cauley, underscore 97. That's C-A-U-L-E-Y. But go ahead. What y'all do? Oh, Dion Peck. Dion Peck much? 
Nah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Love it. But listen. <laughs> Dion, but listen, um, Dion Pack, the pack. But listen, listen, listen. Uh, I ain't even gonna hold you. I did the same poll on my uh my Instagram, which y'all could y'all could actually follow me at at Nathan Karan, uh, or on Twitter, which is at Forever Nate. Uh, Nate is actually spelled with an N and then spell the word eight. There you go. Actually, mom how to spell it. I don't know how to spell it. There you go. Um, anyway, I did the same poll on my Instagram and I actually got surprisingly wow. So out of 30 votes, this is the first time that's ever happened. A hundred percent. Oh, hell? everybody thinks that the, oh, wow. yeah, oh. <laughs> that's crazy. Wow. 33, oh, bro. They Lord. all think that, um, Wow, you know you're two Y'all things. One, you, a lot of people really like you. I must people must hate me. I ain't got seven votes. You got thirty. I mean, Lord, but every but, but Man, you know what I'm every, saying. Every I'll be out here. the fucking mirrors. Yeah, every oh single body, everybody, yep, oh everybody. It's people we know. Please don't, don't even, don't even <laughs> tell me, don't even tell me who it was. That's crazy. Because let me just say, you, you get drug tested, please. Nobody <laughs> voted for Patrick Mahomes. I think I think oh, people. Are, God. Yeah, That's nobody, crazy. nobody, nobody. I think people are wilding. I think people think that Tom Brady. I mean, all right, I'm not gonna wow. Let me not say that. But I think people think that Tom Brady is just like the Patriots. Like everything is him. So wherever he go, they may just bandwagon. You never know. That is that is a joke. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. Yeah. The Buccaneers' offense is loaded. They have. Mm-hmm. A good, good run. They have a good quarterback, and Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's him. Um, yeah, Mike Ooh. Evans. You know who I'm talking about? The goat. Ooh, wow. The goat. Six rings, right? Six. He got six. Yeah. Six six? Oh, oh, wow! That's crazy. I thought I thought he had like, like seven. Yeah, six. Wow, good guy. He's, he's yeah. He's he's know. pretty he's pretty he's damn good. Great. But um. You got you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You got Ronald Jones in the backfield. You got Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brait, and not OJ Howard because he's gonna be gone soon. But the offense is good. The offense is really really good. Are they Chiefs good? I don't think so. I think the Chiefs are smacking them next year. I mean, the, the Buccaneers can match up one thousand percent. They can match up. Right. They're not. They're gonna match up, but not the first. No, they're season. not. No, they're not. I don't think. I don't think they ever will. Because truthfully, I think that we need to pump the brakes on the Buccaneers hype. Because at the end of the day, their defense is still troubling, and maybe they'll benefit from a game manager being the quarterback, and they won't have to do too much. Because obviously, they had a guy who could have competed for defense player of the year and James James Winston as their quarterback. That they didn't have to have. They had to have a lot of pressure on them as a defense. Who knows? Now, we have to keep it in mind. Rob Gronkowski is coming off a, a year away from football and doing a whole lot of nonsense and being a corny guy that he is. And then you have Tom Brady, who wasn't that good last year, regardless of who his weapons were. He wasn't that good. So I think that they don't have a lot of they don't have a very reliable one game. And we need to understand that the hype. Could be there, should be there, but 
we need to pump the brakes because the 49ers are still a better team than them defensively. They would they would rough them up. And the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. And I don't think the defense can contain Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I agree. I think I don't think so either, to be honest. I just oh, I, I think out of those teams, I will have I'm gonna say the Chiefs just because Patrick Mahomes is out of this world. But my sleeper team that I really, really think if they get a good push in the playoffs and they start off good, that I think they'll make a good run is Buffalo. I like Buffalo. Okay, I like Who Buffalo. Stuck I, I, nah, Who I, stuck I, their teeth? I did. Nate, please I did. Stop. What's up? Why, why you stuck their teeth? Bro, y'all already know who's winning. Who? Y'all know who's winning. I don't understand. The Eagles oh, are winning. God. Bro, we just drafted Jalen Hurts. Did y'all not see what he just did in Oklahoma? That comeback? What? I got this. I got this. I got this. Hold on. I don't know why I You started it. You going to finish it. Yeah. What you mean? So, Jalen yeah. Hurts is the missing piece to, for the, the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl? No. But we are a two. I'm telling you, we're a two QB offense. And, what? And, when and look, okay. think about it. Like, Don't say when, because I'll tell you a year. Okay, we nah, year. nah. We talk about our starting you know gadget so, play. That Nick Foles ain't a gadget play. He just took over Carson Wentz. And exactly. I love Carson Wentz, but I digress. And you don't think, you don't think, you don't think, all right. But you don't think, you don't think Wentz is going to, is going to, uh, take over during the season. You don't think they're going to sub Jalen Hurts right in every single game and put him in, in situations where he learns what he's doing and he's getting get, getting prepared for the playoff season. They're going to do the same thing they did. Well, I'm not saying purposely. God forbid, you know what I'm saying? But, like, they're going to do the same thing Nate, they did, like Nate, switch out him and I'm and, telling and you now that Philadelphia what, special is not going to work this year. Hold, hold, that's, the only, that's the only thing so? I got. How many wins? How many? How many wins do you think we're gonna win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ceiling is, is ten or eleven wins. Yeah. Your your your, we're definitely your, your going. floor uh, is twelve. Hell no, yeah, no twelve games. What? Twelve, 12 and four. four. I have no damn twelve. Oh, yeah, twelve games. and four. What episode is this? This is 17. what episode is it? What episode is this? Tell me right now. Listen, <laughs> I predicted this twelve and four. And we're gonna we're gonna come on number one. We're gonna be number one. Oh, oh, that's funny. Yeah, like that in my opinion, question. are y'all better than the Cowboys? Yeah, like, yeah, not, I don't even know if y'all better than the rest. What? Of, of right course. Ooh, okay, okay. Come on, bro. Relax. Stop, stop, relax. stop, stop. Now you. What you mean, relax? Now, yeah, now you're wild. Who, who, I, I like. Who, now you're I like. Who's the your team? The Jets. Dwayne. I like. Remember the Dwayne Jets, right? You're a Jets fan. He's still, he's still pretty green. Okay. He. It was his rookie. Stop, man. We gotta stop doing this. It's a rookie season. <laughs> why do everybody? That, why do these quarterbacks impressive? to be Hall of Famers in a rookie I, I know, season? I'm not that type of person. I'm not that type of person. But I don't know, no, Carson. And then what happened? Stop. And then what happened? He got and bro. You can't happened? blame can't injuries. I, I, I. So, so wait, so wait. Whoa, whoa. So we putting injuries on players now? So Tracy McGrady not a, a goat. Fame, not a goat. Yeah, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. He's not a goat. All right, he's all of, all right, so you don't think Carson Wentz, if the way he's balling out, yes, he's getting hurt. You don't think no, he's no, exactly. He, bro, he's going. All right, stop saying that. First of all, you gotta understand. Now, yeah, Peterson think that about him if they drafted her. It ain't just us. Hall of Fame is someone you can rely on. Listen, I'm not saying Carson Wentz is an unreliable quarterback, but at the same time, what what, bro, what I'm saying is, if why? How can I rely on someone who I can't rely on to stay on the field? Y'all cannot blame oh this man. For this okay, no, season. you're right. You're right. 
Yeah, right. I cannot blame you're, him. Yeah, I can't right. blame him for that. Because it, before that, before that hit, yes, he yes, was he was because he led Jazz to the playoffs. He 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 did this with all Exa- with a with a exact- core. and that's why I think. Oh and, wow! And that's why I think exactly. With a lot of credit, but my thing is with the Eagles: Are they going to stay healthy, or is Carson Wentz going to stay healthy? That's my Bro. biggest. That's the big. The question every it's, single year. Okay. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. Exactly what I'm saying. That's why I think we're gonna go twelve why and four because we drafted Jalen Hurts. Because so Jalen Hurts is right, a three honest, game difference. No, he's. He, I'm not saying he's a three game difference, but I see it, bro. Just look at, just watch the man play. Have you seen him play? Yeah, I've seen him play. See the Sooners uh, game when he was. Okay, so when you watch him play, you can see in his eyes that he's he. That's what he's so, there for. Like he's there for that time. When when like it's down for to him, he ain't gonna he ain't gonna let uh you know what I'm saying he ain't gonna let you hold so, you like uh what's so question he ain't gonna let you so since you saying all of this about Hurts, are you expecting Hurts to take the starting spot? Since you saying all of these no, I think I think I think he's gonna be in a rookie spot. I think he's gonna stay in the so back. What, what impact but I think have? they're gonna actually play him more. So what, what impact you gonna have if he's not getting you know a decent amount of snaps? Yeah, I'm gonna going to run. Nah, I think I think they're going to run a different type of off. We're we're bro. This is what we do. The Eagles do this. Like yeah, y'all, y'all be forgetting the way that we like actually we we change the game a lot, bro, with quarterbacks. I don't know why y'all be playing. So I think they're gonna run a two man uh, quarterback system. And Wentz and and Jalen Hurts, they're both young, right? So they both are gonna get playing time. They both gonna draw you can't, two quarterbacks. Wentz is gonna two quarterbacks on the field. It's no, possible. No, it's bro, possible. Not, not, on not on the field. It's possible, but come on. It's possible. What's that going to run? It's Wildcat? possible, but that's not what or I'm saying. I think they're going. Nah, I think they're going to play it by like quarter and like they're going to have uh, Jalen Hurts managing it, but they they're going to let him uh, they, well, get his reps. All, in. They're not getting. They're not letting Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts get any reps in. He, all he's going to do is run the ball. Oh, they, all he's going to do is wow. run the ball, and that's it. And yes, we that's reps. we talk about reps. That's what I'm saying. We talk about reps because reps can mean that he could be making some throws some games. But he, yeah, but that's what I, that's what I'm saying. I think he's. They're going to make it seem they're gonna make him like they're gonna make it seem like they're gonna make him a runner, and they are gonna make him a runner. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna. I don't want to like. I'm not a running back or just like action. I'm not trying. To, no, like okay. an option. Like I feel like they're gonna use him more in like a Michael Vick scheme type of way. I'm not saying I'm not comparing, but I'm just saying like in a type of way in the offense. You feel me? And then they're gonna have Wentz throw the deep balls, and they're gonna have they're gonna make sure that Jalen Hurts is you know throwing some deep balls, but not as much as Wentz because Wentz is gonna be there. But they're gonna make sure that he's healthy by throwing in the option. You know what I'm saying? Like, and Hurts he he not no slouch. He gonna give you some yards. Like I don't care that he's a rookie. He showed he proved himself. Hopefully he proves himself in the NFL. But he looking like a good uh, pick for us. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that was a good that pick. Like a tricky situation. I think to have an offense with two. Well, well, know, well, the Eagles. I don't know, man. I'm, the reason why I'm fighting this hard about it, and, the, and I know I'll be coming up with like you know like all these stupid ideas and arguing. But like I really believe that they well, can make this work. You know who you know what team would did you know what team did make the two quarterback system work? The, the New Orleans Saints. Let me ask you a what? question. And with between the 2010, 2010 and two thousand and nineteen, how many Super Bowls have they won? Two thousand ten, two thousand nineteen? One. One? Yeah. Okay. That's my point. That's all. That's my point. 
And then I don't even I don't even know if Bro. Jalen Hurts is the <laughs> athlete that Taysom Hill is. So that's that's one right there. Yeah, yeah. Cause Taysom Hill could do a lot. I think, not... I think I think, I think yeah. he, people overrate the yeah. hell out of him, but he's a. Uh... I don't know, man. I think I think everything is young. I don't mean to cut you off, man. My bad. You well, well, listen. I think Taysom Hill is very. He's overhyped because I think that people see him as a starting quarterback in the NFL, which I think is ridiculous. But you don't think he's a starting no, quarterback? He's not. What what sample size do we oh, have of him that says that he's a starting quarterback in the NFL? I think he just has intangibles. He has intangibles, but how how what is the tangibles going to get you? We got Mr. Trubisky. He's going to be sitting on the freaking bench this year, most likely. Trubisky is a starting yeah, quarterback. He's just, he's just too. Timid. Is he going to start this year? Uh, that's up to y'all. I'm asking you. Oh, what yo, do you yes. think, Talu? Um, it'll be a. <laughs> I don't see it happening, but brother got Lexington. But, you know. You heard that, right? You tried to get tough. No, I know because yeah. cause, because he's trying he to, to give uh, he tried to give an answer, non-answer. Like, no, answer the question. I think Nick Foles gonna start uh, this year, and he should start. This I year. think so. I think Nick Foles is definitely gonna start. He should. I yeah, think so, but we have to see in training camp. Wait, I just want to say before we end football, real quick, right? Before we stay off this topic, we forgot to talk about uh, Tua. I'll tell, you, I'll, I'll tell you this. As a matter of fact, yeah, think, I'm glad you brought that mm-hmm. up because you talk – because yeah. Tyler brought up the Bills. I don't believe in Josh Allen personally. Mm-hmm. But if Tua is healthy with the Dolphins, y'all better watch out. Y'all better watch out. They're not going to play him. They're not going to play him. If he's healthy, he is going to start. He's not. They, they need – they have to reassure him. They have Tyrod Taylor. Let Tyrod no, Taylor manage Ty- and let Ty- him Ty- learn Ty- from Tyrod. Tyrod Ty- Taylor's a charger. You talking about Herbert? I mean, yeah, Herb. No, what? Herbert is a charger. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tyrod Taylor is, is a charger. Who is the quarterback right now? For the Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, it's oh, 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 yeah, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. He's he's not a bad starter. He's, he's serviceable, but I think if you have an opportunity to play to him when he's healthy, you take it. I don't know. I think he redshirted him this year, and then do what uh, the Chiefs did with Mahomes. They redshirted Mahomes as a uh, rookie season, and look how it turned out. Hey man, redshirted hey man, him. listen. Regardless, I think the AFC East is going to be very, very interesting this year. I don't think the Bills are ready to be a Super Bowl contender. I think if if they could be a Super Bowl contender if Josh Allen could get his stuff together. Other than that, I can't see it, but. If we, we talk about the Chiefs, we talk about the Niners, we talk about the Buccaneers. Nobody said the Cowboys. The Cowboys, see, that's the thing. The because Cowboys. the Cowboys is a team I can't put my stock into every single year because they give you a reason to be like, this team is not that good. But they have a little algorithm going there. They have one year that's off, one year that's good. One year that's off, one year that's good. This is supposed to be the year that's supposed to be good. Now, I'm not saying that the Cowboys are going to make it to the Super Bowl or maybe not even NFC Championship. Do I think people should pay more attention to them? Absolutely. Their receiving core is look is shaping up to be pretty good, and I want to see what Dak does under a contract year. Mm-hmm. But um, well, franchise tag. But uh, I do want to 
add in terms of my team, I think it's kind of a sleeper. Everyone's forgotten about the Baltimore Ravens. I thought about them. No, not at all. I was but, gonna, yeah, I was gonna bring it up. I don't know. I, I might, yeah, I might have to make them my sleeper over the Bills. I think, yeah, that's my sleeper. This receiving court is shaping up to be really, really the probably the best John Harbaugh has had since the 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 Bolden, the Torrey Smith, the Jacoby Jones team that won the Super right. Bowl. Lamar just has to learn how to throw the deep ball. Because you had because really? now you have you have Hollywood Brown. They drafted Devin Duvernay and a guy that I was really, really high on, James Prochet. Remember that name, James Prochet from SMU. He and the only reason why I know about him because he lit up Michigan one year. And then you got J.K. Dobbins in the backfield, co co-parenting with um, Mark Ingram. You step Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this team can make a lot of noise if if Lamar Jackson can shake off the jitters he had in the playoffs last year because we can talk about him being on the Madden cover and that could be something of a curse. But Patrick Holmes broke that curse. He broke it by a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Be yep. careful with the Baltimore Ravens. They're really, really good. In the AFC. In the NFC, I think that... Man, AFC, the NFC is a little bit tough. But I will say this. If Kyler Murray matures this year, watch out for Arizona Cardinals. Watch out. Wow. That's what you I'm, said? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying... That's what you came up with? Contenders. But just watch out. Because the Super Bowl contenders... I think Seattle is still in the mix. You could never ever count out Seattle with long as Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are there. You got the Minnesota Vikings. I still can't buy all the way into them only because of who's their who's their quarterback. Kirk Cousins is good. He's a stat pattern, but that's all he is. He's not he's not there for the moment. You, you go to the you go to the the um the the East. Cowboys and Eagles are going to be the two top teams. I can't see the Redskins and Giants competing. And he got the South, obviously, Buccaneers. We got the Saints as well. They're still in it. Watch out for the Panthers and Falcons, though. Uh, there's no reason to watch out for the Panthers. Uh, I mean, listen, if Teddy Bridgewater can manage games and win, because, listen, all he's, all he's done when coming in to start, he's, all, he's done, all he's done is win when he was healthy. So I can't count him out in that regard. But... Those are my teams. Y'all team's a little weird, but, you know. Ow. The Buffalo. Listen, listen, listen. I, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't say, I ain't the, say the Bills because Josh Allen's their quarterback. I can't say it. I can't say it. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Like, right. You said, and that's not a bad pick. You just have just questions about their quarterback. I said they're a little weird. That's all. Same thing with the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. They're loaded. It's just Kirk Cousins is. You don't it's know antsy. about it. Very, very antsy. You just never know about it. And even you can even say that about Lamar Jackson because he's underachieved in the right, big moment. Right, right. But it's just, it. you know, not the Eagles. They can't say help. That's why I can't pick them. I'm sorry. They can't say Oh, help. boy. <laughs> That nah, that that is true though. I ain't gonna hold you. We can't stay healthy, but I feel like once we figure that out, like once everybody stay healthy, yeah, bro, really we're dominant. Like, like I like I know, like all jokes aside, you're yeah. really really good when you're healthy. But we'll 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 see. Hopefully, this was I I gotta be honest with you with with y'all. This was a hell of an episode, and facts and big facts. This big is earlier than usual that we're doing. They usually do it on Wednesday, Thursday, but a Monday, that's not a problem. And hopefully we have a whole whole week to 
have the dust settle. Hopefully, some developments in sports come along, and we, you know, we start getting more and more closer to getting sports back. But we do have the last dance documentary, and you know that mm-hmm. that's a exciting thing. So it's time to close out the show. This was an excellent episode. We can't wait to I can't wait to post this, get it out to y'all, and we're gonna be doing the same thing, killing it next week. And yeah, and before we sign off, I'm gonna say it again. I said it, I said it again. I'm gonna say it now. If you have no reason, no good reason to be outside, stay your behind in the house. Please. Please. At this Jeez. point, I want to say please because people ain't listening. Yeah, we're not going to be polite no more. Stay your <laughs> in the house. <laughs> please. <laughs> oh, man. All right. For Brandon, Tyler, and Nate, we are signing off. Y'all have a great week. Stay healthy, stay inside, and we'll see you next week. Until then, peace and love.